I got out my shovel and went out to dig some bait. Got a pail with some worms and I headed for the lake. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Reno Viola. And Reno, if you don't mind, I want to tell a quick story. Uh, gosh, it has been, I don't know how many, probably more than a few years ago, um, I talked to you, and you were going to put together a syndication of outdoor programming. And I may not have said it at that time out loud, but I thought, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not only, you know, have you made it happen, you've been very successful. And how many different programs do you have on the air now? Uh, we don't count anymore, but it's over 40, over 40 different producers. Right. Uh, some producers produce a couple of different programs. So I would say we have 45 different titles. Well, you know, I never thought about that. What else could I do? Cooking show. Really? Well, you know what? I mean, guys eat in the outdoors. As long as it's got to do with guys and outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that, yeah, barbecue yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, sure, interesting Because, you know, food is a hobby of mine. As yeah. a matter of fact, on our, uh, when I get the stats back on our um, website, the second most visited page is the one with the recipes on it. Really? And hmm. Scott Laseth, uh, which everybody should know by now if they know anything about the outdoors, the sporting chef. Um, you know, he's we've got a a bunch of his stuff plus a more, and I've got some more I need to put up. Some of my own recipes, as I fancy myself as a not a gourmet, but at least a gourmand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Good for you. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's well. The whole point is, you know, if you're if you're able to get fresh fish or, you know, wild game, um, man, it's, it's not like something you can get in a store. You know, fish in particular, you know, you go to the grocery store and it says fresh. No. Well, fresh means that it was caught about five, six days ago. Yeah. You know, as long as it wasn't frozen, they call it fresh. Yeah. But uh, there's a huge difference when you when you take it home, uh, take it out of the water, and take it home and and, uh, and prep it. It's just a completely different thing. Totally, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. I, I to, it's a, so much so that you don't even think you're eating the same thing that you mm-hmm. used to eat when it was frozen. I, I I agree. Halibut is one of those things for me. Uh, in in British Columbia, we get up there and we get some halibut fishing and we cook it. You know, the same. Well, do you have it's like is, your shore lunch, you know? Well, when you say British Columbia, is it? Uh, oh, 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 you know. Well, that would be. On the Pacific, then, but uh, you, on the Atlantic, you have was it flounder? You don't have halibut, do you? No, we have we have flounder. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, when we do get out to British Columbia, the, uh, my favorite fish—I mean, the salmon is obviously going to be my favorite fish mm-hmm. in BC. But uh, definitely fishing down a hundred feet deep and pulling up uh, <laughs> 80, 90 pound halibut and cooking it is just—it's yeah. magical. It's magical. Yes, it and there's you know the, uh, a real quick tip on uh, cooking fish. First of all. If it smells like fish, don't eat it. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is, a, a really quality fish, especially something like a salmon, you don't really cook it. You just warm it up. Yeah. 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 Well, the, uh, folks, if you love sushi, okay, mm-hmm. most people love sushi, that's not that far of a stretch, what John is saying. Mm-hmm. You can warm it up. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's, you know, the more you cook it, it, it dries it out and, you know, loses its uh, flavor. But yeah. uh, so that's the, probably the single most important thing that people make a mistake on is they, you know, they, they, they tend to cook it too long. And that's true for almost every fish. You know, some of the rockfish and things are, you know, are um, less susceptible. But when you get something like a salmon, yeah, the last thing, it should be uh, still translucent in the center. Just, you know, warm it up because, you know, the best way to eat it is not to cook it. <laughs> well, yeah, so, you know, yeah, I think, John, that most people are just afraid. Yeah. And so they, they overcook as a precaution. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to eat it raw. Mm-hmm. Even though they, you know, yesterday they ate sushi that was absolutely raw. Yeah. Um, so they just overcook it. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, my daughter would never allow fish to be cooked in her house. Oh, really? Um, I mean, she just, you know, just the thought and the smell and, you know, fish, and she doesn't want that in her kitchen. Uh, Well, a few years ago, I made uh, some um, macadamia-crusted halibut and brought it over for one of her dinner parties. Yeah. And cooked it at my house and took it over. And it's just basically you just get a piece of halibut, maybe smaller than a deck of cards. And then, you know, you kind of do a little bit of egg wash and press the almonds into it and just kind of saute it, you know, till it's golden. And um, about a week or 10 days later, she called me up and she goes, now, how do you make this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, sometimes all you have to do is just you have to show them what it tastes like. And, yeah. And, uh, well, there's no. Like I said, if there's any fishy taste to it, then uh, yeah. if there's smell to it, then it's it's not fresh, no matter what they tell you in the grocery store. Yeah, that's that's so true. Now you know we're blessed. I'm in Canada, so we're blessed. And I, I, I uh, over the last uh, thirty to thirty five years, I've had an opportunity to eat at the shoreline. Yeah, um, you know, just, we're basically cooking the oil, mm-hmm. heating the oil up, and then catching the fish. Oh, I see. And then and then skinning it and mm-hmm. filleting it, whatever you have to well, do. Even, even better is use peanut oil. You get it hot. Peanut oil. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no flavor to it, and it gets hot. It uh, it has a. Um, you can take it up to 450, where vegetable oil, you can't go over 350. But uh, you just do it hot and fast, and it, there's no oily taste. So that's a quick thought. But anyway, uh, this is not supposed to be a fishing show, but maybe we will t- t- take you up on that uh, that offer. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Reno, you have 40-some different shows, yeah. and I, I know you cannot listen to all of them, at, at least... <laughs> At least uh, Actually, all I do. the time. I really, I really do. I mean, it, it's my entertainment now. It, mm-hmm. When I get in the car, I mean, you know, all my cars have Apple Play, so you know, I can hear it on my phone because of the of the app. Mm-hmm. So it play it plays through my speaker system, just like any other radio station would. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some internet services yeah. up here that that actually offer some of the stations. That we're on. So remember, mm-hmm. we're on not only my station, but we're well, on. Yeah, because yeah, right? I know you you carry us on your syndication, but then you also send it to uh, iTunes, TuneIn, and and uh, right. all of the other places that helps to distribute it. But uh, the question I was leading into is, um, you you've like I said you've got your finger you know on what's happening. Uh, is can you make any comments on anything in the last couple of years? Any trends that you've seen uh, as far as fishing, hunting, and out? Doors. Well, I, guess I can make a lot of comments. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very opinionated to boot. So, uh, I mean, everybody's getting a lot more, are becoming a lot more aware 
of the outdoors. I'm talking, and we're becoming a lot more aware to the point where we understand what it is we're doing with the outdoors. When we first started, we were talking about catch and release, catch and release, catch and release. Well, you know, catch and release is great, but it's not the solution. The solution is still, uh, you know, if you want to keep some fish to eat, so select mm-hmm. a part is, is the solution. Right. Uh, so we, we narrowed that down. But in the hunting field, everybody thinks that these hunters are out there slaughtering and killing and just right. leaving it by the wayside. Right. The reality well, no, is the, not that at all. Yeah, the idea okay. is that you never kill anything you're not going to eat. Okay. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these scuba divers, obviously we have scuba shows, and, and, and these guys are around coral all day. So, yeah. I mean, they're preaching, don't step on the coral because you're going to kill it. And, yeah. and don't put sand. So, so I guess becoming a more aware of our environment which I never thought we could become any more aware than we were mm-hmm. 18, 20 years ago. We have. Yeah. We really have. We're really sensitive to well, it. Well, you know, like you, you, you touched on something about people thinking that, you know, that uh, anglers and hunters are decimating, you know, the wildlife. Just the opposite is true. I think that the uh, uh, outdoors people are um, always have been the lead in conservation. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, and now, you know, to put some context to that, you know, the deer ho- the deer uh, herd mm-hmm. does need to be thinned out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they do well, they they crowd the themselves out. And stuff, they, yeah. you know, ticks and fleas and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's a conservation method by actually mm-hmm. taking a, a deer or two a year right. and putting it in and eating it. I mean, we do eat it. I mean, that yeah. kind of thing, too. It doesn't go to waste. Yeah. Well, we're about out of time. I you know, wish we could go on for another 20 minutes because this is fascinating. So we'll have to bring you on a little bit more than once a year, I guess. Real quickly, I was serious about if anybody wants to get involved in radio uh, and they, you know, they think it's something they really want to do. Um, Reno, not only can he put you on the air, he can help you and show you how to do it, produce it and do everything for you if you're interested. And that's Reno Viola Outdoors. Okay, dot com. Okay, thank you, Reno. Appreciate that. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be back shortly. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather, world-renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red-ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. 
And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Kentucky Lake and Barkley, Sardis, Ross, Burnett, Toledo, Ben, Rayburn, and Conroe, he won't forget. He loved Lake of the Ozark, he loved Table Rock, full shows on the White River, he ain't gonna never stop. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio, this is John Hennigan in studio, and uh, that was a nice little visit with Reno. And anybody that's, uh, you know, you should tune in. He's got some great stuff. And, again, if if anybody's got the bug for radio and they, they really think that they want to do it, uh, he has ability, you know, to do everything that you need to get them to get on the air. Now, we have the events coordinator for the Bishop, is it Bishop Area Chamber of Commerce? Bishop Area Chamber of Commerce, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the area would include what? Uh, it includes the Eastern Sierra, all of all of the Eastern Sierra, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, from was it like Bridgeport to Lone Pine? Mm-hmm. Yes. And boy, Bennett, it's an exciting year for you guys, isn't it? It really is. It's it's nothing like any of us here has ever seen. So it's just been a learning yeah. experience. Yeah, of course, you're just a baby. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> is, is it over yet? I know. It just keeps coming. Yeah. Now it's pretty windy and, and cold today. But, yeah, but yeah it's, it's looking good in the forecast. So. Well, the, uh, the grand opening, I guess, is, uh, was it uh, um, March, April, May, right? May 1st? For the fishing opener? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the last Saturday in April, so the okay. 29th this year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the annual Crowley opening. It is. And in case anybody doesn't know about Lake Crowley, what they do is right before, well, maybe even after, they close it to fishing. They start stocking it in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so those fish are just undisturbed, and they eat all winter long. And at the opening, uh, it's it's well worth it. But uh, you know, if you um, if you run out of gas, you don't have to worry about it because you can walk from one boat to the next all the way to shore. Right. <laughs> but, right. Uh, 
it's, uh, and everybody's catching fish, and it's it's a real celebration. It, it really is. And, and actually, John, I just spoke with um, Marty Strelnick of Western Outdoor News this morning, mm-hmm. and he was telling me that Crowley, you know, it's it's frozen for the most part, but it's accessible at the in- inlets and outlets. Mm-hmm. So it's great fishing, apparently, oh, you yeah. know, and the streams up there. Well, do you think the ice will be gone by opening? You know they're they're hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone I've I've talked with, uh, as long as we have a warm April, uh-huh. then it's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and let's talk a little bit more about the. Oh, here we go. Uh, the rest of the Sierras, mm-hmm. and uh, I know we've got a lot of lakes that are probably still frozen. We do. Um, you can pretty. It's a good bet to say that anything above eight thousand feet is going to be frozen. Um, but you know there are still accessible creeks and uh, some good fishing. I mean the Upper Owens is good fishing. Hot Creek. Those are some good spots, uh, for example. But you know, of course, as you know, there are many other things to see and do. You know, as well as fishing, so so things are looking good right now. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I don't know if it's just there's more awareness, but it seems as though hiking is becoming more and more popular all the time. It really is. It really is. And what people don't realize is that there are lots of lower elevation hiking trails available right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah we may not be able to get to the trails up Bishop Creek Canyon, but there is so much to do and see mm-hmm. in the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, of course, uh, Hot, uh, Hot Creek and and uh, um, some of the you know the, the lower elevations now. Um, the main trout season opens, but what is open year-round? So year-round, the Lower Owens is open for fishing. So that would be south of Bishop? Yes, and as well as the Pleasant Valley Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, we're, just, we're not encouraging the, that portion of, of the river for fishing right now because of the high levels of um, water and the mm-hmm. runoff. So it's, it's a unique year for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Make sure that if you're on the bank, you don't get washed away. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, you know, there's parts of the Owens River that, uh, you know, it's you know you can almost jump across it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it does carry a lot of water. I mean, that's where we get most of our water for Southern California. Right, right. But the um, now some of the other areas, Bishop itself. I've always said that if you if you're driving across country and you see a sign someplace that says Gateway Two. Don't even slow down because that means they got nothing. <laughs> the exception to that rule is Bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is the gateway to the Eastern Sierras, mm-hmm. and of course, you know they've got some great hotels and restaurants, and you know, and the, the smokehouse, and you know, a lot of things that you could spend, uh, you know, a day or two there. The other thing is that if you stay in Bishop, you know, within an hour or so, you've got access to, you know, you know, just well, you can go. Uh, Mount Whitney is what about two hours? It's about an hour. Well, you can go to the highest point in the continental United States and look down on the lowest point mm-hmm. in in the United States. Absolutely, um, and you know, also there have been weekends 
where, you know, I can go with my family um, sledding, you know, in the early part of the day Mm -hmm. and then go down to some hot springs Mm -hmm. and do some fishing, you know, all in one day. Yeah, or play some golf and and then go dancing and dining. Exactly. So it's a really unique area. It's Mm -hmm. it's, um, a little bit of everything, really. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, again, it's... Um, it's a it's a outdoor person's paradise. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, the thing about Bishop is, yeah, it's kind of the gateway too, but it's really right in the middle of all of it. And you know, you get uh, they've got some plenty of hotels, and again, within hour hour and a half tops, um, you know, you can be at Bridgeport, Mammoth, Lone Pine, Mount Whitney. And, uh, you know, just do some day trips. Exactly. It's a great place to have base camp and, mm-hmm. you know, come back and enjoy a restaurant, like you said, or, mm-hmm. or hot, hot springs. And it, it's a it's a great place to, you know, we have people coming to the visitor center and, and they say their car got broke down and they've never been here before. And we just tell them, well, it's a, it's a pretty good place to. Yeah, you, you, got, you got lucky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, what about uh, RVs and camping sites? and that type of thing is it do you have any of that at bishop or or you know we give us some ideas on some of the best places are we do um we have a lot of rv camping available of course you want to call and and, and make sure um that it's not a super busy weekend as, such as mule days of course mm-hmm. which is memorial day weekend and and things get pretty booked up um but you know we have little uh local places like brownstown right when you come into town um and they, that's a great little place for kids so, um we i'm also- not familiar with that what is it um, it's it's basically it's a little campground, and they have tent camping as well as RV camping. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little deli and a little ice cream shop for kids and a little play area, and it's really um, centrally located. So it's a nice little area. And then, if, but if you're into more primitive um, dry camping, mm-hmm. then we've got places mm-hmm. like um, the PV Pit or or you um, can just uh, take a hike and and uh, carry your, your pup tent with you. Exactly. So it, we, we have a really diverse, you know, sort of choices as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, well, of course, you know, the, the, the bio, the different areas that you can access within a short period of time from the tallest mountains, um, you know, or even up uh, at Mammoth. You know, there's there's just uh, just a plethora of, of things if you're interested at all in the outdoors. There really is. There really is. You, there's just um, it's really endless. And when people come into the visitor center, um, we have amazing visitor center hosts, and they will spend as long as um, the guests can stand <laughs> to yeah. hear about um, all of these different things that you can possibly do. I mean, however much time you have in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, our our visitor center hosts can help people. Well, Bishop Bishop itself is what it's only maybe what ten blocks long, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and there's like you said in the, in that area. There's well, of course there's places that everybody knows about that ever stops up there. The Smokehouse and Shatz Bakery. And, sure. And uh, um, you know those those types of things. So if you are, uh, let's just say that uh, you're on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know you don't really have an RV and you don't want to load your car down with everything. 
um, what do you suggest? Uh, so just like a day road trip type thing? No, no. If you're coming from Minnesota or wherever it is and, mm-hmm. and you show up, uh, there's plenty of guide services that have everything you need. Um, and then there's, you know, there's hotels, campgrounds, cabins. So, you know, you're really not a bad idea to bring a fishing rod because the opportunity, you just pull, pull over the side of the road almost anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the accessibility is, is all there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you want to, you know, drive up to the lakes, mm-hmm. summertime, of course, um, or come down and fish the river, you mm-hmm. can just drive back on one of the side streets and, right. you know, throw your line in. And yeah. Well, you know, of course, you know, the big topic is the weather, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to close it up pretty quick. But uh, Mammoth, I don't check what their base is, but I suspect that it'll be skiable on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, but they close the mountain because people stop going. <laughs> yes. Not because they ran out of snow. Right. Um, yes. And, you know, yesterday they had to close the mountain because of the high winds. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll do that. Right. Um, but it's, you know, they it's an incredible amount of snow. We okay. were just up there. The well, other day. Uh, let's get some quick information. Somebody wants to get in touch with you, then we got to go. Okay, sure. Um, we always welcome people to call the Bishop Visitor Center. Our number is 760-873-8406, and we'd be happy to answer any and, questions. Uh, and just uh, to do a Google search for uh, um, Bishop uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce, Bishop Visitor Center, and it'll pop up. Mm-hmm, that's All right. right. All right, and if somebody doesn't know what they do, I'm sure you'll help them out. Absolutely. I appreciate that, April. Thank you, John. Thank you. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen as much as you want. Make Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto Mountain Range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful, perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Everybody fishing. Everybody fishing. Everybody fishing. Everybody fishing. Everybody fishing. I might just fish some Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio. And I would like to say we have Scott on the phone with us, and he is a Western Regional Promotions Guru, or what is your actual job title? You know, John, I don't even, I'm not even sure. You know, I think it's uh, Western Regions PR for Fiat Chrysler, but uh, mm-hmm. so primarily media relations, but, um, you know, it, it translates into one of the best jobs on the planet. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking when I put you on is that what is probably the most important tool that you use for an outdoor person uses? Oh, I mean, it's their vehicle, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things that I've always believed, I've done in different businesses, sold different things, is that, uh, um, you know, price is always important. But if you buy a tool of any type and it doesn't do what you bought it for, it doesn't make any difference what you paid for it. Right. Oh, absolutely. So I guess the hardest part now is figuring out what it is you need. Right. Or yep. some some of your some of your vehicles doesn't make any difference what you need because it's got it all. Yeah, I mean some of our vehicles are jack of all trades, but even 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 so, you know the vehicles are specialized today. People need to do a lot of research to find out exactly. It's a big purchase. Find out exactly mm-hmm. what you need, and it is a tool, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you need a fuel economy or whether you need hauling capability for a truck or off roading capability that you get out of a Wrangler, or you know, we just launched a hybrid minivan. It's the first hybrid minivan in the market. So if you got people hauling needs and you want the best fuel efficiency, it's basically all electric up to 30 miles and then, then when you run out of electric juice the engine kicks on and it charges, uh, it, up. Yeah. It charges it up and away you go so wow. um, yeah I'm, I'm lucky, again you know, Fiat Chrysler you know, it incorporates the brands you know, mm-hmm. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Maserati's in there also, so you know, we've got just a wide breadth of products a lot of fun products. Well, you know you got me so confused because I thought I knew what you I wanted you to give me, but now I'm confused. <laughs> so I think you wanted a Grand Cherokee Diesel is yes. what you wanted. Yeah, that was my first, that was Plan A. <laughs> well, so you get come on. To, was it what was it like tw- half ton truck that gets what twenty five, twenty seven miles a gallon? Twenty twenty nine twenty nine miles per wow. gallon. Wow, you know, and, and a Grand Cherokee that'll get a little bit more than that. Yeah, but, and it's, uh, and it's got the reliability of a diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the capability, right? It's got mm-hmm. V8 capability, but four-cylinder fuel economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, lots of good stuff. We just came back from a truck launch, um, our new Ram Power Wagon, you know, which, you know, the heritage goes back and it, its origins are in the military supporting World War II. Yeah. And, and, and we still, and it's been in existence on and off, you know, since, you know, the early 40s. But yeah. um, it is the most capable off-road truck. And yeah, comes with and it. that's, uh, well, that's, you know, when you watch MASH and, you know, all the World War II yeah. stuff, it was, I think it was actually made by Willys, wasn't it? Well, no, the, the 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 power wagons were made by Dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now Dodge, we've we've split Dodge and Ram. So Ram truck is kind of our truck division, and Dodge is more of our performance American mm-hmm. car division. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it definitely, you know, Dodge Dodge brothers made trucks starting in the you know in the in, in the late teens, and and were one of the first that started making stuff for the military, starting mm-hmm. in World War One actually. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Dodge has got a long history of of military vehicles and and capable vehicles, and the new power wagon is is no is is an exit. Right. Well, when we're talking about new vehicles, uh, you know, this thing with self driving cars, and you know, I'm let's put it this way, I'm uh, I'm not a geek. <laughs> and, you know, it's you know, and I I hate my stupid sp- smartphone. Right. Yes, it's always doing stuff I didn't want it to do, and right. and uh, and cars, the electronics are so advanced now right. that uh, uh, you know you you, know, you probably should read the instruction manual before you get in and drive it, but they make it so easy for you to to do whatever you want to do. Right. You just have to know what button to push. Yeah, you know, and and there's a big user interface. UI is the big catchphrase in the industry right now because they realize with all of this technology that it's no use if it's not if it's not easily attained, mm-hmm. easily attainable, easily used. And so, user interfaces are hugely important. And you know, one of the greatest things about um, autonomous cars and semi-autonomous cars is a lot of the technology that's being developed for mm-hmm. those cars are going to make cars a lot safer. The mm-hmm. blind the blind spot detection, you mm-hmm. know, forward collision control, you know, 95% of all accidents are caused by human error. Um, I mean, that, that, oh, yeah. that's a fact, right? Human error. And and if we can start to put these technologies that are going to help yeah, cars make... Cut that in half, yeah. Well, more than that. More than that. But, you know, how many people are distracted on their cell phones now and now there's rear-end collisions and things mm-hmm. like that? Well, if you've got a car with forward collision monitoring with full stop, you know, if you don't start to stop the car will sense that you're 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 coming up on somebody and it'll it will break for you mm-hmm. um so yeah there's a lot of great things with with autonomous cars is coming some great technology hmm. um that, i hadn't that thought about help. that part of it but yes uh they they kind of do you know it's like the aerospace industry spawns so many other different uh, uh Tec- so many different technical you know technical advances right but, uh, well, think about this. You know, you're you're a fisherman. You know, you, you know your 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 listeners hunt and fish. But what happens if you want to, you know, go for, you know, go for um, go for a fish or go for a hunt? But yet you want to end up at a different location. If you've got a semi-autonomous vehicle, you can program where you want it to go to pick you up, and you can walk through the woods and then have your truck pick you up at the other end. What? Right? Um, what? You know, those are the types of way. I mean, that that it's going to apply to us. You know, wow. In the city. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an urban guy, right. you know. So I really don't care about the the semi autonomous features of driving yeah. in traffic, which would be wonderful. Yeah. But but say you want to go on a mountain bike ride and you want to start on one trailhead and you don't want to come back, but you want to end you know 15 20 miles away. 
um, you in the future, you know, when we get there, and we're, we're a ways off, but how would it be to be able to program your car to meet you at this parking lot, you know, um, you know, at the other end and, and load up your bike on that end? And fishing, the same thing. You're going to, I don't know, put your boat in and do a drift, a drift fish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, send the car down to pick you up somewhere else. So the technology is just, it's amazing right now, whether it's powertrain technology or whether it's autonomous technology. Mm-hmm. Huge changes happening in our industry. Well, and, you know, you're, again, um, you know, you want to be able to go off-road, uh, but you want to take your date to dinner. Right. Oh, yeah. you got to have a car that can do both. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, come on. Wranglers, a perfect example. They used to be a penalty box, right? It, yeah. was, a week, it was a weekend warrior. It was uncomfortable to drive. It yeah. was whatever. You used it a couple of days. Oh, that, that Grand Cherokee is incredible. Yeah. It's, well, the Grand Cherokee, you know, it's equally comfortable in a tuxedo or, you know, in flip-flops and, mm-hmm. and, and mountain bike shoes, you know, or in hiking mm-hmm. shoes. So, yeah, that's that's one of the great things also is, yeah, cars are, are uh, have multi-personalities these days. Yeah. The other thing is... Um, I don't know if it's, you know, my perception, but it seems like cars last a lot longer than they used to. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to tell you when, but, you know, you know, 57 Ford, you put on a new set of tires every 20,000 miles and you, and you, uh, you know, you rebuild the head, you know, every 60,000 or put brakes on or whatever. But, uh, you know, nowadays, as long as you keep the oil clean, I mean, you can go 150,000 miles without doing anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and honestly, and tires also, John, you mentioned tires. Mm-hmm. You know, you, tires used to, yeah, last 10, 15,000 miles. You know, you, it's not unusual to have a set of tires go 70 or even 80,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the industry, everything about the industry, whether it's efficiencies, whether it's, it's longevity, um, it, it's gotten so much better. And, yeah, cars are on the road now an mm-hmm. average of 10 or 11 years. So, um, yeah, vehicles are on the road longer. People are keep, mm-hmm. keeping them longer, but that's because they can. Well, you know, something when you talk about cost uh, you're looking at the residual value I mean Mm -hmm. what does it really cost you to own a car for 10 years and what is it worth after 10 years right I mean that you have to take a look at that when you when you're trying to figure out the price right absolutely but that's all a part of the choice when you again you, we started this conversation with a vehicle as a tool mm-hmm. um, we need to figure out you know what what you need it for how long you're going to keep it and all of those things factor into mm-hmm. you know um, you know what vehicle you're going to get well uh, have you got an off-road uh, Alfa Romero on the design board anywhere well it's funny you should say that. Come on. I mean, no, 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 no. No, I mean honestly, the one of the fastest growing segments in the market are these luxury SUVs. I mean uh-huh. Bentley's got an SUV. Jaguar wow. just launched an SUV. Um, you know, obviously Cadillac, but so yeah, Alfa Romeo is gonna have an SUV that they're gonna wow. launch this summer. It's called the Stelvio. Stelvio is a pass um, in, in Italy, you know, one apparently just you know, mm-hmm. one of the the iconic mountain roads. Yeah, I Italy. thought it was a stupid question. Yeah, no, no, it'll be it'll be here in the U.S. by late summer, and mm-hmm. it's it's you know Porsche, Porsche's got yeah, two SUVs. Uh, yeah, the, the Cyane or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the, they've got they got the Macan and the Cayenne. They've yeah. got two SUVs. Um, 
that's what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, SUVs, and especially the premium and the performance end of the SUV market, have exploded. And so, if you're if you're a luxury car maker, you 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 have to be in that segment. So yeah, Alfa Romeo will have one this summer. Wow! Uh, um, it's sharing a platform with um, the Julia, um, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a great platform. Obviously, you know, and I'll, I'll mention something else real quick that you see all over the places are, are those little Fiat uh, two doors that uh, they're fun um, and they get incredible mileage and they're you know f- fairly inexpensive yeah but they're no. great little cars they, they start about fifteen thousand dollars but wow. you know what there's there's a fee there's two fiat suvs right there's oh. the 500 500l and 500x so yeah you oh, oh you're coming out with the 124 again too aren't you the 124 is in the market yeah we we it's built by by mazda of all mm-hmm. um so we've got a great partner you know one of the the best yeah, like the, the, the miata yeah miata it's a sister it's a sister vehicle to the miata wow. so Okay. Um, yeah, Fiat's well, got a lot of great Scott, stuff. Scott, we're going to have to go. And okay. I, I know that uh, you've got some w- words of advice. The best thing to do is go down and kick some tires and take a look at some of these things at your local dealer. Absolutely. No, you've got to drive a car before you buy it. Find what yes. you love and, and drive it and, and and make sure it's what fits, fits your needs. There you go. Scott, we appreciate you coming on and bringing us this update on, the, uh-huh. uh, on, the, on that particular type of tool. Awesome. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio.